No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. The prevalence of domestic violence and sexual assault and shocking silence and inaction around these issues underscores the urgent need for bystander involvement. If you observe or see red flags or domestic abuse, no more excuses, no more silence, no more violence. Get involved. Tiki Hut Media. What are you, talking to yourself? Call me in, I'm sorry, you caught me in mid-swallow. <laughs> I was taking a swig. <laughs> Brother, I am so sorry. <laughs> okay. Pop the top on your favorite beer, or whatever you drink, from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. I'm drinking, I'm drinking, uh, I'm going different today. I'm drinking Guinness. Whoa, dude, that's a change, huh? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What'd you find you some change in the find you some change in the sofa so you splurge? Right, I did. I did, right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was wrong, huh? I was rolling some quarters. <laughs> I was able to I was able to afford one bottle. Um, uh, you know, when I hear Guinness, I think about that comedian, um Kathleen Madigan. I don't know if you've ever seen her. Yeah. But that's her favorite beer. And she describes it as uh, somebody took a beer and dropped a roast in it or something like that. It's just, just hysterical. <laughs> that's yes, that's the perfect. She says, I love Guinness. That is the perfect <laughs> analogy. Yes, yes, absolutely. I like it. Uh, it's, it just depends it, on your taste and the time, right? I, yeah, that, that's yeah. me. Yeah, it's not mm -hmm. really a summertime beer. No. Uh, but, uh, but we're hitting the fall, man. Yeah, we are. We are. Speaking of fall, I found a good news story. Good news, everyone. I found this. Actually, it popped up. Uh, somebody had posted this. One of my friends had posted this from uh, USA Today. And this is good, good news. It's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown is returning to public TV this year after last uh -oh. year's hiatus. Yes. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, my goodness. Yay! Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, it is going to air this Sunday on PBS after depriving, oh. the article says, after depriving the public of a mm -hmm. treasured fall tradition last year, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts gang will be back on public television this holiday season. Now, you may yep. remember Apple TV yes. had uh, become the home of the Peanuts gang last year. And with the partnership came the absence of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, on standard television packages across the country. And the beloved it Halloween was... special will still be available on Apple streaming platform, but will also air on PBS this 
month. When I think about it, you know, I mean, Halloween is my birthday. And all of the years that we did not miss it. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm 50 years old. We never missed this. We get to see it again. Thank God for that. And with uh, all the bad news out there, it's good to find some good news. And I think that is worthy of a good news story. We'll be right back after this short break. The law firm of Becker and Lindauer represent victims all over the state of Florida. All too often, insurance companies try to convince injured motorists, passengers, pedestrians, and other injured claimants to accept less than their case is worth. Whether it be a car crash, a trucking accident, a motorcycle wreck, a bicycle accident, or an injured pedestrian, it is imperative that you have legal representation to assist you. Becker and Lindauer are dedicated to putting their decades of legal experience to work for you. With proven results, Becker and Lindauer is ready to fight for you. With 45 years of combined experience in personal injury law, the team of Dave and Danielle are highly qualified and ready to help you. Call today for a free consultation, 941-567-6728. Again, area code 941-567-6728. Or visit Becker and Lindauer online at the website in the show notes. Last week, uh, on last week's episode, you and I got into this quote that I uh, had been texts and we got into some discussion. Uh, yes. The devil is not fighting religion. He's too smart for that. He is producing a counterfeit Christianity so much like the real one that good Christians are afraid to speak out against it. And that's from Dr. Vance Havner. And a friend of mine had texted that to me. And you and I had gotten into some discussion about that. If you missed that episode, you can go back and listen to that. Uh, I had posted that on my personal Facebook page. They had not heard, apparently, some of the folks that were commenting had not heard last week's episode and where we were going with that. Uh, so that, I just wanted to bring that up, that, that that quote apparently stirred up a little bit more than I thought it would. <laughs> Dude, I am learning so fast to think about everything just for that reason. You you innocently put something out there. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. You know, sometimes, you know, okay, this might cause an issue. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just think, hey, this is interesting. And I put it out there and it turns into a cat yeah it, it it is no longer a discussion it's an <laughs> argument you know right i mean it's just like i asked a simple question on my page the other day and we can talk about that later on but i asked it what i thought was a simple question what did you um ask? i i reposted a picture of a, of a man who is standing there holding a sign that talks about how he's a veteran and he's been with the company he's been with for so many years and uh now he's being told that he's going to be fired if he chooses not to be vaccinated. Okay. And, and, and I, I just put it out there and I asked this question and I, I no lie. Now that I think about it, I get why I probably PO'd some people. Mm-hmm. All I asked was, does it seem like the government is forcing businesses to do what they have realized they may not be able to constitutionally do? 
when you say what they are constitutionally not allowed to do, are you talking about the government or those? Yeah, I'm talking about the government and that, no, the government is what I meant. And you are correct. I did not specify that. So I know that also caused an issue. Because a business does have the right, if they want to, Mm to, uh, to say, if, if you're not, if you're not vaccinated, you can't work here. They can do that as a private business. Yes, as a, you, you are correct, and I did not specify that. So, yeah. FYI, and maybe you're that correct. maybe that's where the maybe that's where the uh, the rub came. <laughs> and it did, it did, and 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 I do, I did realize later. I'm like, okay, I really should have said, wait a second, you know, sorry, you're correct about that. That's not what yeah. I meant. We Ooh. have been spending uh, the month of October. Uh, talking about Domestic Violence Awareness Month. But uh, something I have failed to mention, and I really want I found this from a blogger. Her name is Kelly Bacara, B-A-C-H-A-R-A, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name right. She had posted this, and I, I ran across it. October is also Pastor or Clergy Appreciation Month. She said this, what a great reminder to stop and pray for them this month. Why? Because (laughs) they need prayer. Pastors have so many roles. They are preachers, leaders, crisis interveners, sermon creators, and teachers. They need our prayers too. Pastors are spouses and parents. They have their own families to tend to on top of their entire church family. There are so many people to be thinking about all the time. They are always on call. They need our prayers too. Pastors are humans. They are flawed and imperfect, yet their mistakes and sin are sometimes seen by and shown to the masses. There is a lot of pressure not to mess up. They need our prayers too. Pastors are emotional humans with feelings. They have hard days and maybe excruciating seasons yet may not feel they can't show their weakness, or maybe they do feel like they can't show their weakness. They may be suffering from crippling anxiety or depression behind that smile you see. They need our prayers too. Pastors are often one of the first people called to the scene. They pray humans into heaven and stand beside the ones who are left here heartbroken. They encourage and uplift, but they also sit in the depths of pain. They need our prayers, too. Pastors are pastors because they have a calling on their life to help bring others closer to Jesus. The enemy hates this and wants to target them all the more. They need our prayers, too. It's so easy to put a pastor on a pedestal and assume they are always in perfect faith, never doubting, never hurting, but they live in the same world we do. They need a Savior as much as we do. They also need our prayers, love, and support. Let's lift up our pastors today and every day. To you pastors and clergy, thank you for what you do. I thought that was excellent. Amen. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm glad you found that. I mean, it's one of those things where don't you hate it when you go, oh, you know, there was, I, I think it's neat when we call these different things out. And of course, October is very well known for Breast Cancer Awareness Month and mm. um, uh, Domestic Violence uh, mm-hmm. Month, which uh, Awareness rather month. And and that's not when you hear about it. And that's not one of those feel good things if you ask me, because those poor guys. Yeah. And, and I say those poor guys, you, well, that's, I'm sorry. When I say guys, it was just a general. Uh, yeah. Guys and gals. 
Yes, the the, yes. the he's and the she's, the yes. the X and Y's, the double X's, however you want. The heroes and the she rose. Yes. Oh, I like that she rose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I so. mean, you know, the and of course I know that you have served you you as well have served as a minister and and I know that you know I, I you've you've shared with me some of the struggles and things you go through there, and and you know I feel you you have a great point because I I know that I have seen many men uh, and women over the years struggle because they are in that position and people put them on a pedestal very often. Mm-hmm. And we forget that they, while they're there watching us fall all over ourselves, they, it may be going on for them in their world too, but we just don't see that. Yeah. 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 And so, and we forget that they are human and need all the same things we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, buy, buy them lunch, buy them a cup of coffee. Let, uh, let them know you appreciate them. Let them know you love them. And more importantly, not only let them know you're praying for them, but actually pray for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've often check heard on it them. said, if you want a better pastor, pray for the one you got. Uh, in addition to October being uh, Domestic Violence Awareness mm-hmm. Month, which is very, very important. It is also it pastor is. slash clergy appreciation month. I and love so that. Go <gasps> and Show your pastor some love and appreciation. This week. All right. Do you know when I was a little girl? Do you remember they we used to invite the ministers to our homes on Sunday yeah, every week? Yeah. They would rotate. Yeah, and when I say rotate, you know, a member of the church would say, "Hey, come have a Sunday dinner with our family." You remember right. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've we've lost. That's an old that. Southern tradition yeah. for us. Yeah. But yeah, a woman in this country is battered every fifteen seconds. Women living with disabilities have a 40% greater risk of experiencing domestic violence. Nearly 8 million days of work per year are lost as a result of domestic violence. The equivalent of 32,000 full-time jobs. The leading cause of injury to women ages 15 to 44 is domestic violence. Each year, about 324,000 pregnant women in this country are battered by their intimate partners. Most domestic violence offenses are not reported to law enforcement, and sometimes it's just too late. Every day, three women are murdered at the hands of a current or former partner. Help is here. Call the Florida Domestic Violence Hotline or visit fcadv.org for more information or to find your local certified domestic violence center. As we roll along on Soul Ramblings podcast, back in May, I got the pleasure of interviewing a lady by the name of Angeline Constantino, and she hosts a podcast dealing with domestic violence, uh, the survivors, and, and moving to a victor mentality. That episode is available for you to listen to. It's called, or her podcast is called, and the title of that episode is called, Let's Break the Silence About Domestic Violence. This is part of that interview. You can hear the entire interview by going back and listening to that episode. But here is part of Angeline's story. The first abuse that I experienced was physical abuse. So what happened was in December of 1999, um, an argument had ensued in the bedroom. Okay. Right before I was going to go to sleep. And... I, you know, did my best to, you know, to restrain myself, but he just was, he just went off. He just totally went off. Um, How long had you been married at that point? Okay. At that point I was married 
actually 10 years. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was married for 10 years. So, yeah. So, um, so what happened was I got up, I said, I'm just going to walk away and go into the other room. So I got up and I started walking to the other room, but, um, and then I heard him come from behind, meaning that he basically, he took my neck from the behind. He grabbed me by the neck from behind and threw me against the wall. There was like a concrete wall mm. and I fell backwards. Mm. Horrible, horrible. Mm. I heard cracks and um, I was like, oh my God, I thought that was gonna be the end that night. Um, and I was bleeding, my nose was broken. I was all, bru- my face was all bruised up. But ironically, he took me to the emergency room, which is not unusual because that's what abusers do. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was basically in the emergency room, all, you know, all night. And three days later, I had reconstructive nose surgery. Mm-hmm. But what I decided to do was I decided to stay in the relationship for another, um, I would say another 10 years, which there were ups and downs. And then um, the verbal abuse started to happen because all he could, you know, all he, he was jealous. So to get right to the, to get right to the point, he was jealous, very jealous and resentful. Mm-hmm. So Um, So he did everything in his power to put me down, um, which, you know, he humiliated me in public. He wrote letters to the New York State Police and the local sheriff's office, you know, basically admonishing me. And I found out through um, through one of the sergeants of the New York State Police Department, I received a phone call. And um, in 2010. An epiphany happened, and in May, I woke up one morning and I decided to file for divorce. I said to myself, "What good is the money if I'm miserable?" Right. And he started to, you know, like what he did all these years. What he prevented me from seeing my friends. He denied me access to bank accounts. So basically, um, so what I did was, um, you know, I had to open up a separate account without him knowing about it. So um, I was collecting unemployment. I had lost, you know, like I had lost my corporate job. So my bank account started to go like this. It went in a downward spiral. Um, And I had to borrow money from my parents to pay for the divorce Hmm. proceedings. You were married, you said, about 10 years before before all of this really came to a head and 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 got and got really really bad were there were there some red flags along the way uh in those 10 years leading up to that event yes there uh, were red flags uh, you tell me your mindset would it, did even though you may have seen these these red flags come along these little gradual things you did you kind of gloss over them or say, Oh, um, you know, that's, that's no big deal. Or, or what was your mindset at that time? Well, my mindset at that time, I was in my twenties mm-hmm. and I thought that things would get better. 
Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought that I, things would get better. I would do everything in my power to diffuse it. Um, but I realized that he had, as time went on leading up to the 10 years, that he had anger issues. And he ended up going um, for therapy. Um, and I went for therapy too. Mm -hmm. And, but I went for therapy, you know, we had separate therapists, right. um, but he went to a psychologist or psychiatrist and he diagnosed him as having bipolar disorder. I had no clue he had bipolar disorder. Right. I was, right. yeah. Yeah. Mental health issues. Um, did you, did you feel like almost, um, looking back on it now, of course, hindsight is always 2020, 20. right? Exactly. <laughs> But, but as you look back on, on yourself during those 10 years, do you feel as if maybe you were a little, a little brainwashed maybe, or, or, or because you started believing all of these mm -hmm. things that he was telling you, uh, and, and, and you started accepting that as your reality at that point, or, or how, what was your thinking at that point? The thinking um, at that point, actually before then, that I thought that I was always wrong. Mm. See, um, he was very good at manipulating and playing mind games with me. Yeah. You know, and um, I thought that I was at fault and my self-esteem. Verbal abuse is actually worse than physical abuse in my view. And I'll tell you why, because your self-worth and your self-esteem go way down. Yeah. And you feel helpless and you don't know what to do. Did you, know? you almost feel like you deserved what you were receiving from him at that point? Before then, probably, yes. In my 20s that, oh, yeah, I felt like I deserved it. That, but that's it. Yeah, that's where I was going at, at that right. time in your 20s. You felt like you deserved the treatment you were getting from him. Angeline, thank you so, so much for your time today and sharing your story and I hope somebody out there uh, that is listening today heard something that resonated with them and will begin that process that you began uh, several years ago of moving from victim to victor. There's this parable that I found. It's, it's not a biblical parable. It's a I don't know actually where it originated from. I, I found it online and the, there was no author giving credit to this. So if you know who that might be, if you hear this and you know who that might be, just let us know. Uh, so ramblings podcast at gmail.com and be happy to give credit where credit is due. But I thought it was excellent because it says this, listen to this. The donkey told the tiger, the grass is blue. The tiger replied, no. The grass is green. The discussion became heated, and the two decided to submit the issue to arbitration. And to do so, they approached the lion. Before reaching the clearing in the forest where the lion was sitting on his throne, the donkey started screaming, Your Highness, isn't it true that the grass is blue? The lion replied, True, the grass is blue. The donkey rushed forward and continued, the tiger disagrees with me and contradicts me and annoys me. Please punish him. The king then declared, the tiger will be punished with five years of silence. The donkey jumped with joy and went on his way, content and repeating, the grass is blue, the grass is blue.
The tiger accepted his punishment, but he asked the lion, Your Majesty, why have you punished me? After all, the grass is green. The lion replied, In fact, the grass is green. The tiger asked, So why do you punish me? The lion replied, That has nothing to do with the question of whether the grass is blue or green. The punishment is because it is not possible for a brave, intelligent creature like you to waste time arguing with a donkey, and on top of that, to come and bother me with that question. The worst waste of time is arguing with a fool and fanatic who doesn't care about truth or reality, but only the victory of his beliefs and illusions. Never waste time on discussions that make no sense. There are people who, for all the evidence presented to them, do not have the ability to understand, and others who are blinded by ego, hatred, and resentment, and the only thing that they want is to be right even if they aren't. When ignorance screams, intelligence shuts up. Your peace and tranquility are worth more. And that is very apt for us. And as we wrap up our time together here this week on Soul Ramblings Podcast, just some encouragement for you if you're if you're confused and like I am there are a lot of times as a Christian I'm confused about things and people will ask me questions and uh, I'll see questions posted online and I'm thinking oh my word I have I have no idea I'm confused about this and and just admitting that will ruffle some feathers I know people will say if you are firm in your beliefs what is there to be compu- confused about Well, my honest answer is, there's a lot to be confused about. Some will think it's my lack of theological and biblical knowledge that leads me to being confused. Perhaps that's true. In fact, to some some extent, it's definitely true. But even the most scholarly and knowledgeable biblical teachers I've met and heard still have questions and definitely don't know all the answers. I don't question who Jesus was. I don't question his love and sacrifice, although I know some Christians do, and I have no judgment toward them, because it can be a process. But I do have conflicting thoughts regarding certain biblical principles and Christian beliefs. And how could I not be confused? There are so many different interpretations, different ideas, and contexts to everything in the Bible. How do I not wonder what's accurate? And let's be honest. There's a lot of diversity within Christianity. Some Christians are Republican, some are Democrats, some are conservative, some are liberal, some are in the middle of the road, some are poor, some are wealthy, some were raised in traditional church with an organ and hymnals, some were raised in a modern church with rocking loud bands. Some believe the Bible is 100% literal. Some believe Bible stories are analogies to get across an underlying message. Some focus more on faith, some focus more on works, some try to meet somewhere in the middle. You get the point. And some people get really heated over these differences. People become so defensive when another Christian believes something different than they do, to the point of tearing apart families, friendships, and churches. These differences can leave people feeling shunned and isolated. The thing is, I understand why people get worked up over it. I know that when you truly believe in the goodness of the Bible, you want the rest of the world to understand it correctly. You don't want it to get watered down or misinterpreted. I get that. The Bible is truly a beautiful gift from God, and it should be treated as such. 
but I think something is wrong when we are focusing more on the flaws of other Christian beliefs than we are focusing on spreading the good news and love of Jesus Christ. I can't help but wonder, of the two, which is more likely to bring God glory? I have to believe the answer is focusing on Jesus and helping others know Him, rather than spending my time and energy trying to correct everyone. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't speak truth, because I believe that is also a part of our calling. I think the issue is that people who are speaking truth are often forgetting to also speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. Speaking in love would not include belittling, gossiping, shaming, or acting superior, or insulting. In headlines, I hear and read things about a pastor getting torn to pieces because he is preaching a prosperity gospel. Another one is deemed biblically unsound because he's a little too liberal in his messages. Another is way too works-based and missing the point of grace. And so, yes, sometimes it feels confusing. Where do I go? Who do I listen to? I know this is not going to sit well with some, and that's okay. But as I speak to you today who are conflicted, I want to tell you it's okay if you don't have all the answers. No one does. It's okay to be confused. We are all, to some extent, confused. But God gives us wisdom. I think the best thing we can do is to keep asking, seeking, and knocking. Keep getting into the Word and doing research. Listen to people who are biblically knowledgeable, but also go into the Word to get your own revelations. Pray and ask for His voice to be the loudest thing you hear. He'll meet you there. He'll bring clarity. But also know that our human minds will never be able to fathom everything about Him. We will never fully understand His plan. We aren't meant to until we get back home with Him. That's what faith is all about, believing in what we cannot see. And some things we just won't know for sure. But what we do know is that he loves us. That's why he did what he did on the cross. And I think focusing on that helps answer a lot of questions. It comes back to love, him loving us and us loving him. So I encourage you in your confusion and your questions to keep seeking anyway, but always remember love. Go ahead. Right. I know we, we have to go bye-bye. I hate yeah, this part. Yeah, I hate gotta, this part. <laughs> Yeah, we got to wrap it up for this week. The end of the month, Halloween is yep. your birthday. So it if is. we don't okay. talk to you before, definitely want to wish you a happy and safe birthday Thank on you. Uh, the 31st. Don't forget to get social with us over on Facebook and Instagram. Links to those pages are in the show notes. And here is the last piece of advice for you this week. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, Fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time this week. I'm Jerry Wicker. Until next Wednesday on the Soul Ramblings podcast, grace, peace, cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.